Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn, and I'm doing a solo episode today. So I wanted to do like a fun, spicy solo for you guys. You guys know I don't love to talk about The Bachelor. Like, that's not the reason I started this podcast. I wasn't like, I really want to have a Bachelor pod. No. Um, But, you know, I throw it in every now and again. I have my Bachelor guests on and I talk about like other topics. But today, I actually want to talk about the topic. And I want to talk about kind of behind the scenes stuff. So... There's a lot of misconceptions about what goes on in number one reality TV and The Bachelor specifically. So I want to do the top seven biggest misconceptions about The Bachelor. So I'm just going to go down the line and kind of read out like the most highly requested questions like that I get asked that I've been asked for the past like two or three years um, and kind of do like, is it true? Is it false? What's the real tea? So number one misconception is that the show is scripted or that reality TV is scripted. It's like the number one question anyone asks me when they come up to me is, is it real? Like, was it real? Did you have a script with the producers feeding you lines? And I can't speak on any of the other reality TV shows. I don't know what happens there. I don't know if they have scripts. But for the most part, the reality TV like love space, I think, like falling in love shows, they don't have scripts. Like The Bachelor, they don't have a script as far as I know. They didn't have a script. They never gave me a script. There was no script told to me. No one ever told me to say lines. Like it's not, we're not actors. Um, I'm definitely not an actress. But there's definitely not a script. Like that's absolutely, completely and totally false. Um, Obviously, like it kind of reminds me of like the hills or Laguna Beach when they would speak out and say like they would put us in certain situations, um, but certain situations and hope that there were certain outcomes. I'll say that. But no, there was never a script or somebody being like, Chelsea, say this when you talk to somebody. I don't know what other people were being told. I'm speaking purely from my own personal experience, but I was never told, Chelsea, say this to so-and-so. So there's no scripts. Number two, biggest misconception is the feelings aren't real. This is like a complicated one because it's that's not true. The feelings are absolutely real when you're there and when you're in it. But like keep in mind you're in a complete bubble. Like you are in this little world that's not real because you don't have your phone. You can't talk to anybody that's close to you in your life. You have no connection to the outside world. You can't watch TV. You can't listen to music. Like it's just you're not in reality. But the reality that you're in is real at the time, if that makes sense. So like everything that I felt and went through and like if I was sad and I cried, if I was angry, like if anything, all of those feelings were real at the time. But I think when you leave the show, go back out into real life, you realize things were more magnified when you were there. So like let's say I was falling in love on The Bachelor, which I wasn't. Um. Let's say I I felt like I was falling in love 
And I left the show. And then it's kind of like you get to zoom out and you can really see like, wait, I thought I was falling in love with this man. But like in reality, like I actually don't know him very well at all. Like the amount of time that we filmed and the amount of time that you actually get to spend with The Bachelor, very, very, very small amount of time. Um, So I think once you remove yourself from the situation, it's like when you're this close to it, it feels like, oh my God, all this is real. Everything's happening so fast. Like this is such a dream, like such a wonderland. And then you step back a second and you're like, girl, (laughs) like I was tripping. I was not even close to in love with this person. And I think what's funny is I didn't have this experience because I didn't make it to hometowns. But it's like when people make it to hometowns and their families get involved or their friends come, it's like the two worlds combining. So I feel like that would be the most confusing thing in the world because my worlds were very separate. And I feel like I'm so happy that I got cut before my family got involved and came because I think it would have been really, really like crazy and confusing. And I also think that's why a lot of people, when their family and friends come, um, self-eliminate afterwards (laughs) because I think – it's like a mirror and your real people are there and they look at you and they're like, are you sure? Like, is this really what you want? Like, it doesn't seem like this. Like, you don't seem like yourself. And then when you have that little dose of actual reality, it's like, oh shit, they're right. Like, these are people I trust. Like, I'm going to get out of here. But that's just my opinion. Third misconception is that we get paid a bunch of money to be there and that we want to stay around longer so we can keep getting paid. So for some shows, people get paid weekly on a weekly basis, and there that is an incentive for them to stay on longer because it's like, okay, if I'm on the challenge and I make it to week seven and I'm getting paid like three to $5,000 a week, like, of course I want to stay. For The Bachelor, you don't get paid at all. Nothing. Nada. The only person that gets paid is the lead. And all of the contestants for all seasons, <laughs> as far as I know, up to my season, No one's getting paid anything. You don't get paid weekly. You don't get paid a lump sum. You don't get paid at all. Um, So the only incentive to stay is, one, if you're you're interested in the person you're dating. And I don't know, what would be another incentive if you just like want to avoid your real life? I don't know. Like get more screen time. But you're not getting a check of any kind. Like you are not getting paid ever. No one that's been on The Bachelor has been paid as far as I know. Um, And speaking of money, another misconception is that production pays for the clothing, the gowns, makeup, hair, nails, there's people on set, none of that. So everything that we wear every day when we get ready, all of that is done by ourselves. You have to pack and bring all of your stuff. It's all your own clothes. Like I bought my own stuff. I actually borrowed a lot of stuff um, from my roommate and from like, I have connections in the fashion industry. So like I borrowed stuff from some designers. Even my night one gown was like from a designer that I've walked in fashion week for. So like I was lucky for that. So I didn't spend a ton of money. If I'm being totally honest, I think I spent like maybe a thousand dollars total. Like I bought a bunch of Zara stuff. Like I bought a bunch of stuff from ASOS. Like And I borrowed some stuff. So $1,000 was really not that bad because I had no idea how long I was going to stay. So I was like, okay, let me buy like – and I also didn't know where we were going. (laughs) So I was like, let me buy like cold weather stuff, bikinis if I'm going to be in a hot tub, like a gown for if I make it to the final rose and get engaged, Um, gowns for rose ceremonies, like cocktail party dresses, after parties, like the things you have to think about and then pack for 
Like you want to be prepared because what if you're the one off chance that makes it all the way to the end? But I'm like a frugal person and I'm not trying to spend that much money on clothes. Also, I didn't think I was going to last like six weeks. Not that I don't believe in myself or anything, but like you just really never know. Um, so like by the time I got to the week before I was eliminated, I literally had one dress left and I was like, okay, if I don't go home tonight, like I'm going to have to start borrowing like some of the other girls' clothes. And towards the end, like we were kind of swapping dresses like, okay, did you wear this one on night one? Okay, nobody's going to notice if I wear it on like the sixth row ceremony. So like let's just like switch things around because we're running out of shit. <laughs> so I was like, okay, if I, don't, if I don't go home tonight, I have nothing left to wear. But I did go home, so it was all good. But the misconception is that like there's a hair and makeup artist and there's a wardrobe stylist. Nobody gets that except for the lead. So everything that you see the girls wearing or the, the contestants wearing – they brought themselves and they did their makeup themselves. And I'm not a makeup girly, as you guys know. Um, so I struggled with the makeup part because I was just like, I don't want to do this every day. Like, I just don't get dolled up like that every day. And also, I don't know what I'm doing. So like uh, a lot of the girls would like help each other. Like Rachel would literally do my eyeliner on the floor every day before like <laughs> rose ceremony. She would do everyone's eyeliner. And um, I feel like I learned a lot actually on the show from like other girls and how to do makeup because some people were like actually pros. Um, and then by the end, I was kind of just like, I'm actually really tired of doing this all the time. So I just like, as the show goes on, you just slowly and slowly see me like putting in less effort and way less makeup. Like I feel like at the end, you can tell like you're getting close to the end because a lot of the girls will just stop trying as hard. Um, but yeah, none of that's paid for. Everything you have to do yourself. Number five, I think I'm on number five. Number five is that everyone goes on the show for clout or to become famous. This is just not true. Like speaking for myself, like I went on the show because I actually genuinely thought I would have a connection with the person that was The Bachelor. But for my season, I already knew it was going to be Matt James. So I already knew, okay, he's my type. I'm into him. He lives in my city. We could have a connection. When I signed up for it, I knew that. A lot of people sign up for the show and don't even know who the person is. So like I could see the other side of how people think like, okay, you didn't even know who it was. Like obviously you signed up just for clout. Maybe some people do. I can't speak on it. But I think a lot of times the women specifically, I think the women actually like sign up more for I'm like, how do I want to say this? Like, I just feel like everyone that signs up for the show is a hopeless romantic a little bit, like has a little bit of that in them. Like there was a small part of me that thought like I could actually be that person that ended up with The Bachelor and got married because there are like very few small stories of people that actually do and are still together. Obviously, Bachelor doesn't have a great track record. So like there's not that many people still together, but there are some like it could have been me. Like you never know. <laughs> but like I was genuinely looking for a boyfriend at the time. Did I want to get engaged? Probably not. I'm like a really realistic person. It would have taken a lot for me to get there. And I didn't even have a one-on-one -on -one date. So like, I, I couldn't even see that as a possibility on my show. But I don't think everyone goes on for clout. Like in the seasons, like maybe I was in season 25. So in the seasons, like before maybe season 20, before Instagram was as huge as Instagram is, like what clout? Like why why would people have signed up to go on for potential fame when like and followers when 
that wasn't even a thing. Like, I guess for your 15 minutes on a TV show, but like, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many other reasons why people go on the show besides just to get followers. And at this point, people aren't even getting that many followers. Like, I don't know. I just feel like that's a huge misconception. Number six is that the producers shove alcohol down your throats so that you're super drunk and that you get a lot of drama. (laughs) I've talked to a lot of reality TV people, other shows, and I have heard this actually does happen. Like even Love is Blind people right now are talking about how they had asked for water and the producers would bring them alcohol and never brought them water. And I'm like, oh shit, that's crazy. Um, But just for The Bachelor, I can say that's absolutely not true. Like, yeah, there was alcohol free flowing and I could drink it if I wanted to, but I never felt like pressure to drink ever. Um, I just like, I wanted to, like, I was like, okay, this is fun. Like, I want to be a little tipsy before I go on my date. Like I'm a little nervous or like there was one rose ceremony where I already had a rose cause I got the group date rose and I went off that day because I was like, oh my God, I have nothing to worry about for a rose ceremony. Like I'm getting drunk tonight. But like, other than that, like, no, I never felt like anyone was trying to purposely get us drunk. And honestly, I feel like there's enough drama to where you don't really need to be drunk for there to be drama. Like clearly there's plenty of drama already. It's dramatic enough with 34 people dating one freaking guy. Um, And then just the personalities clashing, like there's plenty of drama to choose from. And like, I feel like there's no reason for it to be sloppy drunk drama. Even though I feel like this is just like as a fan, when I used to watch The Bachelor um, back in the day when people did get seemingly more drunk, uh, there was always like a girl on night one that I feel like got too drunk to make it to rose ceremony. Like there was always one girl that was like hammered and like fell in the pool in her dress or like fell asleep upstairs, never showed up at the rose ceremony, never talked to the guy and was just drunk. And like that kind of was good TV, but that didn't happen on my season. Okay. And the seventh misconception is that there's paid actors. (laughs) So people love to ask me if like the most dramatic people, I feel like the villains, people tend to think the villains on the show are paid actors, actresses, or that they're like producer plants. Like they literally hired them, placed them in just for drama to stir up shit um, to make whatever good TV. And this is a hundred percent false. Like again, they don't need to pay actors to do this because clearly people will do it for free. Like, I think a lot of times people don't realize, or maybe just aren't prepared for what reality TV actually is. And it's, if you're a person that kind of get easily swayed by things, which some people are more than others. I'm not saying like it's a weak personality trait or anything. I'm just saying like a lot of things on the show about filming are unexpected and some people are just more easily swayed by others. And like a lot of times people haven't ever had a camera in their face or I don't know. I think some people get pushed into doing things. I have a very, like I'm a very headstrong person. I also knew at all times like, to keep my guard up because I felt like, well, not I felt like, I knew the producers are doing a job. Like at the end of the day, this is a job for them. And at the end of the day, it's a TV show. Like they're trying to create entertainment. That's what it is, period. And 
So I kind of just like never let my guard down as much as some other people did because they were more trusting of the producers. And because of that, I think they got influenced to do certain things or even got like a little – the environment is really mentally challenging. So I feel like if you're not in a good mental place, like mental state before you go on, you shouldn't go on reality TV. But also people don't realize how challenging it is mentally until they get there and it's like low-key too late. Um, so I feel like that happened to like a couple of people on my season. Um, and then once you did it, like you did it, like you said what you said, it's already on camera and they have the ability to do whatever they want with that. And to create the storyline that they want to create. And I think that's what happens to some people. And that's what you see. And you sit there and you watch it and you think like, this has to be a paid actress. Like who would actually act like that? Or who would say that? And I think the part about reality TV that people don't think about is what's missing from the story. Because a lot of times they don't make people say or do anything. But if you're telling someone a story and you just leave out a lot of parts, it's a very different story. So a lot of reality TV is just the parts that aren't shown to you. So when watching it, a lot of viewers think like, oh my God, well, we saw what we saw. Like that's real. She said it, she did it. But vital information is left out and then you get the finished product. So there's no paid actors. Nobody's a plant. People are just easily influenced and they're in a high stress environment and they don't act necessarily as sane as they would if that wasn't the case. <laughs> um, and then it comes out with, you know, the finished product that you guys see and you think people are absolutely insane and there's no way they couldn't be an actress. But as far as I know, as deep as I'm in Bachelor Nation, there have not been any, <laughs> any paid actors unless that's above my pay grade and I just truly don't know, <laughs> but I really don't think so. Um, yeah, so those are the top seven misconceptions about Bachelor World, Bachelor Nation, The Bachelor. And I hope you found that interesting. I probably will never talk about this again on my podcast. <laughs> um, but I think it was like a fun little lighthearted thing to touch on. And I think I like recently just talked to Rachel Lindsay on my previous episode. And I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I like want to stay away from the topic of Bachelor because I'm just like, Ugh, like I feel like it's beating a dead horse at this point. It's like, okay, you guys know that's how I got my platform. That's how you know me. That's how you found me. But like it's always nice to throw in a little, a little something spicy, a little teaser, a little something fun. So that's what this is. I just felt like giving you guys the tea and the inside scoop. Um, but if you want to watch the full episode, we're on YouTube at Vulnerable Pod and TikTok at Vulnerable Pod. And if you want to follow me, if you definitely should. Um, I'm at Chelsea Vaughn on Instagram, at Chelsea Vaughn underscore on TikTok. And that's really it. I will see you guys next episode when I have my next guest. 